0: Welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast coming to you live from Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. We got the full CHGO White Sox crew with us. That's Vinny Duber. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. You can read his work at allchgo.com. You could also read Jared Willis's work at allchgo.com. He's our uh, floating beat writer covering both the Cubs and the White Sox. You can follow him at J Willis Wise instead of Eyes uh, on X or Twitter. And that's Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. We're being produced by Sarah today. Make sure you're hitting the thumbs up button and subscribing. And to uh, tell your family and friends about CHGO because whether it's the Bears having the number one pick, the Bulls being 15 and 20, Connor Bedard, and whatever the hell the White Sox are lots of cover uh in Chicagoland, so uh we got you covered here at CHGO Sports. so make sure you're liking and subscribing and uh shout out to christian jordan luke and dan for hanging out with us in the chat and we even got a live audience Vinny's dad is watching uh so we got to, we got to mr duber today uh, which is so, yeah, so fun. if
1: you hear just heckling throughout the show that's what it
0: is <laughs> feel free to heckle too uh today we're gonna be talking about none other than dylan cease the the bobblehead on the uh the table today uh Jeff Passan had a report, a little notebook piece, talking about the state of free agency. Uh, And it is likely that Dylan Cease is still to be moved. Uh, We talked about this yesterday. We thought that, or at least I put the odds uh, of Dylan Cease staying with the Sox as, you know, not a sure certain thing. It was basically, you know, one-to-one odds, if that makes sense to people, of him staying now we have furthering reports that even though it seemed like talks were picking up in late November, it seems like those talks have still continued. So what do we make of the, the wording that ceases likely still to be dealt? Is this just because of the slow roll of the offseason?
1: Well, probably a little. I think mainly the, the appeal... Is is obvious, right? And I think uh, you know Josh Barfield explained that to us at the winter meetings, which was, hey, everybody's going to want Dylan Cease. I mean, this is a guy that we've talked through over and over again. Why other teams would be willing to perhaps pay such a price would be, hey, not only is this guy really good, you know, really durable, but he's got two years of control left, and and you can, uh, you know, have him for multiple seasons and multiple runs at a division or a or a World Series championship. Um, but I do think that if you, you know, if you read Jeff's, what he had to say on ESPN, he kind of went through, you know, kind of the the pros and cons of both sides of it and said, hey, maybe the White Sox do hold on to him and increase that trade value uh, going into the trade deadline. So likely doesn't mean sure thing, but I think the general idea is probably still the same as it was before the winter meetings, during the winter meetings, which is, hey, the White Sox have something that people really want in Dylan Cease. It's do those people those other teams want to pay that really high price tag for him in order to get him
2: and given the relative lack of activity across the league and in in baseball this offseason so far um yeah not not a lot has changed on that front there's not moves that have have come into play with other teams that may have changed um how you know dylan ceases trade market could play out so I, i think things now look very much like they did back in november um the one thing, Vinny, like you alluded to, that might might play a role is if the White Sox decide to wait and see, hey, we don't quite like the offers that we're getting now. Let's wait and see how things look in July and, and talk to teams then again, because sometimes the, the offers that you get can shift a little bit when you're talking about a team that's mid midseason, um, trying to pick up an arm for a playoff run. Uh, things can look a lot different then. But um, yeah, it's... This is a – other than, you know, the, these big moves that the Dodgers have made, it's been a relatively quiet offseason.
1: Yeah, and what, what I will say about kind of that whole, ooh, should they hold on to him maybe for the trade deadline thing, while the market for Dylan Cease and the teams that are interested in him now might be mostly the same as there were in November, you wait till July, that could be totally different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, I, and we could be looking at teams right now who have a loaded starting rotation and then come July – one injury, two injuries, all of a sudden they need an ace and they need one badly. I mean, just look at the team that you just brought up, the Dodgers. Did anybody think that the Dodgers were going to be trading for Lance Lynn last August when you mapped out their rotation in January and February? No, I mean, but they had a lot of injuries all year long and they had a need for starting pitching that they never really got as you saw from what happened in their playoff series against the Diamondbacks. So just because – there's, uh, you know, what you think is a certain number of teams right now, and you think you can accurately assess the market and who might be a suitor right now. That could be completely changed and completely blown up by the time we get to July.
3: And I see the uh, outrage of Twitter spear where the Cincinnati Reds or some of their uh, advocates sent out what the White Sox were asking for in a Dylan Cease trade. It should be that. I mean if you're not willing to pay the price Then you shouldn't be in the conversation And the White Sox should have a high price Because as we have said The White Sox could use Dylan Cease Like there's no re- reason for Dylan Cease to be off the White Sox. And so, you know, teams like the Reds should be jumping at the fact that Dylan Cease is available and relatively inexpensive because it's their only chance to get a top-of-the-line arm unless they develop themselves in their own rotation. But they're not going to be in the Yamamoto um, top-of-the-league uh, starting pitcher thing. So you have prospects that the White Sox and other teams covet. If you want to be in that in central, which we, I think, Jared and I discovered before the show started. NL Central is wide open. So there's teams like the Cincinnati Reds that are on the precipice of making the playoffs last year. And if you get Dylan Cease at the top of that rotation, Milwaukee Brewers, they lost one of their starting pitchers. Cubs doing nothing. Cardinals signing the oldest pitchers ever. I mean, Sonny Gray is good, but otherwise, Kyle Gibson's an innings eater in Lansling, We saw what we did last year. So there's an opportunity for the Cincinnati Reds to do something in this offseason and if, the White Sox keep him and say it plays out like last year where the Reds, Cubs, Brewers are all right there trying to win the NL Central. I don't think Dylan Seas' price comes down. I don't think the White Sox price for Dylan Cease comes down, even if he has the year that he had last year with the White Sox. He's still a top of the rotation guy. You read all the fastball metrics. He's one of the top fastballs in the game. He had the best pitch in baseball in 2022. People love his Measurables, they love exactly what is uh, you know posting. is, thirty-three starts a year, and so I don't think that number comes down. So hold your water. It's a good play by Chris Getz. If people are balking at the price, they should. Then they're not ready to deal. Yeah, I mean, I'm not
0: worried that the White Sox haven't made a deal yet. And plus, I mean, there's still Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, uh, Imanaga's deadline that still needs to pass. So I mean, there's still a What's ton of like the fifteenth.
2: I think it's earlier than that. Oh, wow. God, I don't know. I want to say like the 11th or the 12th.
0: It's next week sometime. I think.
1: Sean thought he could get away the with. White being Sox vague. aren't
0: signing them. Uh, Are sure. I did think you're
3: signing all the pitcher, all the starting pitchers. <laughs> oh, you want to bet? I, I love betting with you. Uh, <laughs> $300 right now. What, what, what date did you say?
2: I thought it was like the 11th. Or Jan 11th. The, Look right, at we you.
0: 45-day posting when it expires January 11th for Imanaga. Uh, so, I mean, there's still time for for this to develop. But as you bring up the Reds, uh, GM Nick Kroll suggested to reporters after they have signed... Uh, Jimer Candelario, Frankie Montas, uh, Nick Martinez, and uh, even a bullpen piece in Emilio Pagan. Uh, This is according to MLB trade rumors. Uh, Nick Kroll suggested to reporters that the club is unlikely to make any more major moves this winter, though it's possible they'll look to bolster their bench or bullpen depth before spring training. Uh, And I think Nelson was asking, when is spring training? Uh, 41 days until February 13th, which is the reported opening day of spring training, the first day that... I don't want to say catcher, pitchers and catchers report because that actually isn't like official, but it's sh- it's when it sh- they're mandated to report. Okay, all right. Well, position
1: players are not mandated to report till a few days later. Most position players get there when pitchers and catchers report.
0: So 41 days until spring training, 85 until opening day. So there is still time for all of this to unfold. And again, uh, you know, teams have to to meet the right price. But what we're going to try to do today, or what I try to do uh, after this break, we're going to lay out all 29 teams and tell you which teams to seriously keep an eye out for that will acquire cease. And I I went through and and put them into definitely will not acquire cease. So we can just absolutely not think about them. And some of these teams, we already don't, uh, teams that are likely, or I I forget could, I think it's could acquire cease and then teams most likely to acquire cease. So three different, uh, breaking ups uh, of, you know, actual, uh, buyers of cease. So we'll take a break, uh, let you know about our friends over at ComEd at Midtown Athletic Club, uh, and uh, then we'll, we'll jump into the discussion. Uh, so you got us, Jared?
2: Yeah, it's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. And that's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it.
1: What a fantastic point, Jared. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence toward my favorite band, Electric Tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. So what should business owners do? That's a great question, Jared. They should. Go to ComEd.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you, yes, you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. They're good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to ComEd.com slash clean. Did you say ComEd.com slash clean? Jared, I'm not quite sure why you need to ask that question you're sitting 1 foot from me but yes I did go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come
3: Midtown Athletic Club has four Chicago land locations Palatine in the northwest suburbs Bannockburn in the North Shore, Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs, and Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. Midtown Palatine has launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the club, which will be complete in early 2024. Midtown is also offering no initiation fees this January at their Bannockburn, Palatine, and Willowbrook locations. There's something for everybody at these clubs, whether you're a single person, a married person with children, there's free child care included into your membership, people looking to make lifestyle changes or holistic wellness. Midtown is the nicest fitness club that some people have ever been and 100% that I've ever been to because they have super luxe locker rooms with wet and dry saunas, premium amenities too, amazing outdoor and indoor pools and hot tubs, a collection of boutique fitness studios like Samadhi, Everybody Fights, Ride, The Field, The Theater, and The Arena that you can get more than 100 classes per week at Midtown Athletic Club. But what I know Midtown from when I was a child and to this day, they have the best tennis courts and programming in the sport. Midtown has been having indoor and outdoor tennis, pickleball and paddleball, USTA professional all the way. What you need to do right now is go right now to midtown.com slash chgo, Find out more and tour the Midtown nearest you. Herb, wet sauna or dry sauna, what do you prefer? Which one makes you sweat more than that one? Sarah's does, got the answers. There you go. How does that oh. make any sense? Because <laughs> it's it's like being cooked. Because that's the uh-huh. reason why you're in there, right? To sweat in the sauna. Right. I think that's the point of a right. sauna. I've never be. been in yeah. one, but yeah. yeah. yeah, I've been in that's one objective. of them and it, yeah. it made me sweat. And I was Don't like,
1: they like go and pour the water on the and coals the and the stuff? Yeah. and goes, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, oh Yeah. Is that the wet one or the dry one? That's got to be the wet one, I right? I think that's the
3: wet one. Yeah. yeah. Let's go to Midtown Athletic and try it out. Um, Test out both. We yeah. need to do some more research. I don't know. You
0: could buy a and even outdoor sauna for just the low price of $8,399. All right. Midtown's so. much cheaper than that. It's much We know cheaper. what's going in the extra bedroom in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's jump into uh, teams that will not acquire and Cease. Okay. So if... You know, Jeff is reporting that it's likely Dylan Cease will be traded this offseason, not waiting until the deadline in 2024, which team will actually acquire them. Uh, I I was going to make a joke, but now it's already being flashed. So the joke's kind of killed, but I'm still doing it. That's not being flashed. Uh, That's just to you. we, we, We could lead off 31st. The Chicago White Sox—they won't be acquiring Dylan Cease because they already have him. Thirty, uh, they're thirty-first. Yeah, right. Who's thirtieth? The Montreal Expos. Oh, because they also won't be acquiring. But you him. think oh. that you think that
1: it's more likely that the Expos mm, will get him? I think so. I know. think it's really—we haven't
0: seen a tr- team trade with themselves. The Expos. I mean, maybe you even put the National team, the uh, the Nashville team, because if the White Sox move, because it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, if the White
2: Sox moved, would and, that be and, considered a trade if they move the franchise and?
0: Mm. It's semantics, and I don't see it happening, so we don't have to talk about it. Uh, Don't have to worry. 29th, though, I have the Oakland A's, uh, because obviously... They're not looking to be because you whenever know.
1: you're ranking baseball teams in they, anything, the A's go last. The A's yes, last.
0: Uh, <laughs> even if there's you know only 29 teams, they're still last. They're barely looking to be a baseball team at all. So right, no, that's a yeah. good way to put it. Uh, 28. I'll put the Los Angeles Angels. I don't know what they're looking to do. Obviously, they tried to make a play on Shohei Ohtani because that's really all that they had. I know Mike Trout's pretty good at baseball, but he's been banged up and. Once you lose Otani, it doesn't really seem like there's much to live for. I guess Uh, maybe that's a little (laughs) bit too dark. Come on. They've got the rally monkey, Sean. They have the rally monkey and Mike Trout. Uh, but they have, according to Fangraphs, a farm system that is worth thirty nine million dollars. The team at the top is the Cubs, uh, around two hundred and forty million dollars. The Angels have the worst farm system in baseball. Uh, they went out and traded for Giolito. They went out and traded for Reynaldo Lopez, and then they got rid of all those guys. Um, they have consistently rushed their first round draft picks up to the major leagues. Um, so the, the, none the of
3: twenty of twenty one picks of pitchers a couple years ago.
0: Yeah, you're right. They went twenty for twenty in I think twenty twenty one yeah. uh, of of drafting pitchers. Uh, they really don't have that strong of a farm system. I don't really think they have that strong of a direction in 2024, so it doesn't seem likely that they will acquire Dylan Cease. Uh, 27th, the Colorado Rockies. Again, they're kind of like the A's. They're bad. They're, they're bad. They don't have that good of a farm system. Uh, they're, they're like lower half. Uh, they're 16th, according to actual uh, uh, value. They could use those guys. It yeah, seems like. right. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> mulling around. Uh, the Colorado Rockies play baseball, but I don't know if they're trying to win baseball games. Twenty uh, sixth, twenty fifth, and twenty fourth, and twenty third. Very easy. They're AL Central teams, uh, and I rank them as the Twins, Guardians, Tigers, and Royals, basically as how, like, in reverse order of how much of a threat they are. Right. The Twins seem to be pretty well-operated uh they they you know aren't afraid to spend some money but we're seeing some cutbacks i would say you don't want to deal, uh, deal deal dylan to the twins because that just makes the twins a lot better and they have shown the ability to flex some financial muscle so maybe they'd actually be able to keep cease after those two years uh the guardians are, are very bad don't spend money but still somehow usually win about 80 games so you don't want to give them dylan cease. uh the tigers a little bit better, a little bit more competent. They they can use them too. They could use them, but again, I don't think the White Sox want to trade it to them. And then the Royals uh, gonna likely be fourth in the AL Central. I don't think mm-hmm. that there's a reason for them to trade uh, with oh, the so Royals for the four White four Sox.
3: So what the the Royals are uh, hop Scout hop the uh, White Sox? You said uh, according to all the okay. Uh, I mean every.
0: Uh, odds have the White Sox come I'm not disagreeing house. with you, but not, um, it's not, sure not, even,
2: sure not even my take.
0: I'm making sure you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Every, the, the odds maker thinks the White Sox will be the worst in the AL Central. Not me. I'm not an odds maker. I mean, particularly if
1: they trade Dylan Cease. Right. Oh,
0: yeah. um, <laughs> 22, I have the Marlins. Uh, they're 26th in baseball in farm system value, so I don't really see them going out and making a big splash like that. They have a lot of younger talent that I think they're looking to uh, have propel them up, and I think they're more of the A's and Rays, let's operate at a low budget and try to make the most out of that. I think trading away from your prospect uh, pool isn't really a a smart business product. Uh, Same with the Milwaukee Brewers at 21-2. They have Corbin Burns. They just let Brandon Woodruff go. Uh, They have Freddie Peralta. They're kind of in a a moving pattern here. I think that they'd probably keep that prospect system as strong as possible as they build towards the future i don't really think them especially with losing council are going to be big players on cease 20 the pirates again they're fourth you mentioned the reds earlier the reds cubs brewers all competing for the nl central who didn't you mention pirates and the cardinals the pirates and the cardinals uh we'll get to the cardinals in a second but uh the pirates again they have paul Skeens. they have a ton of top of the draft talent but that top of the draft talent needs to show up on the major league uh, roster at some point and start winning games to the pirates. They're just not a team that I think would be bolstering a playoff run because that's not where they are with their franchise. And same with the nationals, Uh, the pirates and nationals have the most farm system value. And that's why they're at the top of this list, Uh, both over $200 million in farm system value. But again, they just don't have that playoff push to, I think uh, go after it. So uh, any, any team you disagree here, 29 through 19.
2: No, not really. I mean, I I think any team that does trade for them is a team that's either expecting to contend this year or in the very near future because that would be a big part of the reason why you're bringing Dylan Cease in and there are a couple of teams on this list who could contend in the near future or will be contending but they're division in division opponents and so like you said that's just not a why would you set yourself up for that um, in the future so yeah, I don't I don't disagree with anything here.
3: Now that I think about it, maybe the Pirates, you say they have a lot of value where in their minor league system, and I was just talking about the NL Central. Remember last year, the Pirates started off hot as, f- hot as fuck, and then it was the White Sox game where O'Neill Cruz slid terribly into home plate and hurt himself for the rest of the year, and then they blamed the White Sox and Sebi Zavala for him sliding that way. So they get O'Neal Cruz back, and they're rolling like they did early last year, into uh, the playoffs I could see them maybe Looking into, to see. this is the same thing with the Cincinnati Reds They're not going to be going to get a big time Player, and you're not getting Paul Skeens back As a part of that, but you can get one of those Other people uh, that the Pirates have In their prospect uh, pool, but I would say You have them right to, that they're not going to be in there But if any team in this list That you put in together would jump Out and say, we might go and get Dylan Cease, it would be the Pirates for me
0: I love you because you're not, you're not wrong that the Pirates started off hot. At, at, at some point, I think that they were above uh, 500 uh, around. They were in first place for yeah, a long t- time. 20 and 9
2: after yeah. the first month of this yeah. season.
0: Oh, yeah. 20 and 9, uh, 32 and 27 on June 5th. They were, that was the last time they were in first place, I think. Uh, but when you bring up a. That, that White Sox series. That
1: was like the second week of the season. They were six and three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they got out to a real hot start
0: in there nine games. Hey, for the Pirates, I get your six point. and three, that's, that's pretty hot. No, that's I get your uh, so O'Neill's gone. Maybe. But they, they need to actually contend in 2024 because, I mean, even historically, the Pirates aren't a team that's going to go out and sign Dylan C. So you're just going to have them for two years. Would you rather have the. The six years of control for whatever player you're going to trade away, or you know, two years of Dylan Cease to maybe win the NL Central and get your ass kicked by the the Diamondbacks, Dodgers, or uh,
3: in, the recent, in the recent west in their recent history, they've been to the playoffs and were competing. You know, the Cubs uh, ended that pretty quickly. But they can look at that and say, hey, we weren't that far away. And every single team is looking at the Diamondbacks and what they did last year and said, "What well, they went like 84 games and they almost won the World Series. So I'm sure teams are looking at that as a copycat league like the NFL is and saying, hey, man, we weren't that far away. And if the D- Diamondbacks can do it, we have a better farm system. or they would think so. We have a better farm system. We have this Paul Skeens coming up in a couple of years. Let's make a shot. And making the playoffs in Pittsburgh is a huge thing. They hate Bob Nutting out there, and that's how you engender some some. Um good feeling like when they signed uh, brian reynolds to a long-term deal because that was their whole thing they're like they never keep their own prospects and when they signed him they're like finally we're we're in your favor bob nutty and i think they re-upped uh brian hayes right
0: too mm-hmm. so so they i mean they, they they have been making some strides there uh, they haven't made the playoffs since 2015 haven't been over 500 since 2018 all right let's go to the uh next uh grouping of of teams here uh and then we'll take a break uh we got uh, we'll probably go up to maybe uh, Tampa, and then we'll take a break. Uh, at 18, I have the Houston Astros. They have the second worst farm system in all of baseball. I understand. They used that, it. Yeah, <laughs> right. The Astros are obviously competitors, and I wouldn't put it past GM Dana Brown to make an aggressive move, but I don't know what the White Sox would benefit by trading with the Houston Astros. It does seem like maybe acquiring depth would be a big part of a trading deal and see, let's fill out the depth of this farm system and the Houston Astros just by their value uh, don't have a ton of depth to deal from so you would need to be taking from their cream of the crop uh, it doesn't really seem like that's A smart move for the Houston Astros maybe they want to get real aggressive maybe they think this is their final year of the window Uh, and then maybe hey they trade them in 2025 Uh, but I I just don't really see the Astros being true players and along with that uh, the 17 Seattle Mariners uh, they've had a weird offseason trading your guy Jared Kelnick and there's rumors of them like maybe possibly dealing Brian Wu or Bryce Miller one of these young controllable arms But that's kind of the benefit of acquiring Dylan Cease is a young, controllable arm. I know that maybe Brian Wu and Bryce Miller aren't at the point where Dylan Cease is in their career, but you'll have them for a lot longer. And when you have a GM like Jerry DiPoto saying, we want to win 54% of the time, that seems like a guy that's going to try to get every single inch of controllable uh, 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 youth that he can have. So I I don't see them dealing...
3: At first cease And we discussed that With them getting Robbie Ray back Also so they Mm -hmm. have A pretty stacked Starting rotation That's not where They need help Yeah So they're good to go As far as acquiring uh, Dylan Cease Um, I'm sure they wouldn't Balk at it As you said Jerry DePoto loves to trade But yeah Why would they trade Brian Wu Would they get what, six years out of him instead of two from Dylan Cease and might get the same um, output. Yeah, you
0: got Luis Castillo, Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, Bryce Miller, Brian Wu, Robbie Ray. That's Ooh, a pretty DC six. And, That's a great uh, starting rotation.
2: That'll do. That'll do. Yeah, right.
0: And Matt, Matt Brash is a former, Ooh, uh, former starter as well, God, so maybe, maybe he'd get, get a I shot. I have
3: nightmares of his slider.
0: Matt Brash. I would love, I would pay so much money for Herb Lawrence to go up against Matt Brash and try to hit him I, a slider. I'm not,
3: I'm not swinging the bat.
0: I'm going to throw you 20. Well, I am no, not the whole point the bat. that then we won't make the video and it'll be boring. Wait, it's fun.
3: I, why would I swing the bat versus? Because a major baseball? Because it's, can player? Herb
0: hit Matt Brash's slider? He's going to throw you 25 sliders. You have to swing 25 times. And can you hit it? It's not, can
3: Herb stare at 25 times. So can sliders. I just stand on the plate? And because that ball is going to be. A, on the other it's side, can't get on arms. base? It's
0: just can you swim? Can you hit just, it? Just make right. contact. I have short arms. The other video I is only funny either. because you actually ran. Do you want to? Do you want to step up? Do you want to step up and try to hit Matt Brasher's slider? I mean, I won't. Okay. Well, that's yeah. not question.
3: I don't, <laughs> I, I'll do it, but it's not going to happen. I can't hit. Name the worst White Sox pitcher and his slider. I can't hit his slider, Sammy Peralta. I can't hit his. You get lefty-righty platoon. I couldn't hit Wheaton-Warrenville-South left-handed sl- slider <laughs> in B-team freshman year.
0: Well, we should we, I mean, we should set it up. 45-year-old Herb Lawrence versus the B-team freshman starter for Wheaton North. Go, go find ones. that guy. kill he? me.
2: <laughs> What's that? Go find him. Where is that guy? Yeah, yeah he's 45
3: 40, today. 40, 45-year-old hey. 40 yeah. guy yeah. still yeah. yeah. probably throws 30 miles per hour, and I'll still strike out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go
0: to uh, – we left off with the Mariners. 16, the San-, San Diego Padres. I honestly could probably put them 18 just because of their – Really up in the air status. They're going the other way, they're the, going backwards. Their yeah. owners. There's the recent uh, report that they are what laid on a loan, right, or some some. They're yeah, yeah financially they to, they're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, so. they're
3: they're depending on their RSN money and didn't come from uh, Bally's hmm. and Diamond sports
0: part of why they're shopping Juan Soto and yeah but I mean maybe if they've I mean he Dylan Cease doesn't cost a lot of money so maybe that is a guy that they would end up trading for they do have Tatis so maybe they think to to be active in there but uh, I would probably put those three teams just because they're actual playoff contenders in the could acquire Cease but they're probably more likely in the uh, not going to acquire them. Uh, we'll hit the next 15 uh, after a quick break, uh, but we want to let you know about our friends over at Circus Sportsbook. Right now is the time to download the Circus Sportsbook app. Go over to CircaSports.com slash Illinois app to sign up today. The people that run the beautiful Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas run the app. If you have a problem, you'll be able to talk to the people that run the very illustrious Circa Resort and Casino. They run a very tight ship over there, so if you have a problem with their sports betting app, they'll be able to handle your issue right away. You won't have to deal with a chat bot. You'll be able to deal with the Circa team right away. And Circa is looking out for you. Uh, They want you to download other sports betting apps, compare the lines from each sports book, and realize that you are likely every single game that you bet on getting the best deal with Circa Circa Sportsbook. Uh, They have tight money line splits. Games will strive to be a minus 110 split on the Circa Sports menu unlike other books which may use a minus 115 or minus 120 split. And if you start winning with Circa, they're not going to limit you. They want to know what you're betting on. They want to know where you would uh, take the the current line and obviously they're going to try to adjust it uh, to make the sharpest lines possible but download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circussports.com illinois-app and if you or some of you know may have a problem with gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER 1-800-426-2537 text GMB833234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com And also want to let you know about our friends over at Foco. Uh, We have some great bobbleheads behind us, uh, like the Southpaw one, and like the uh, TA Redline one that's over there. Gifted in the best sports gear around. They have hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Again, they've donated some great set decorations. You can go check out their full scope of bobbleheads over at Foco.com. That's F-O-C-O.com, or click the link in the description below. You want some justin fields merch you want some bears merch maybe some connor bedard blackhawks merch uh they got you covered on chicago sports memorabilia and for all non-presale items use the promo code chgo10 at chgo1010 for 10 percent off thank you to our friends over at foco did we
1: look up excuse me did we look up on foco whether there is a whole series of athletes waiting for the l bobbleheads i <laughs> don't think we did no
0: <laughs> how have we looked that i'm just curious up? I, well, I, 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 we'd probably have to find the TA one and then see how they they they, they label it. Now, I, I don't think it would be terribly interesting because the, the Cubs and the, the Bears are also on the red line. I don't know. It was for City <laughs> Connect. So I don't I, – I, it would probably have to be a part of the City Connect thing. Okay. How about that one? Go, Sarah, go back to the, the Tim Anderson search for a second.
1: What was yeah. that one of Tim Anderson, like, hitting a meteor off of his back Ooh, that or was something pretty, like pretty that?
0: That pretty sick. Oh, wow. Uh, there's the, the Field of Dreams one that Sarah is pulling up right now. Um, it's the other one right back. Yeah, but there's another one where he's hitting a flaming meteor. Uh, they also have uh, your guy, Mr. Redlegs, with a crazy yeah, uh, oh, yeah. horn. Look at
1: this. Okay.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Man, he wishes that I'm going to say, he, he hasn't done yeah. that in a minute. He, That's
1: a, and there's like a volcano erupting behind him, too? This I is, mean, it's a huge ball. He should wild. hit it.
0: This is what happens when you work with driveline.
1: Tim Anderson, Chicago
0: White Sox, on fire bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he could be more on fire. I feel like the, the ball is He's not on fire. fire at all. Yeah, I no, feel man. like uh, we could have gone Because he's more... in the dry sauna, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we could have gone more slugfest Great here. Great callback. Right? Yeah, it uh-huh. was a good callback. Thanks, sir. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, we left off at 15 uh, with the San Francisco Giants. They've lost out on uh, Yamamoto. They were active and uh, signed uh, Kim. Uh, I forget. Was it Kim? Lee is uh, his last name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my bad. A Korean pitcher? Uh, yeah. He's a center field. Corner fan. outfielder. Or no, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. bad. We didn't sign him, so I don't know much about him. <laughs> <laughs> but they want a
1: pitcher, right? I mean, they've shown you that think. they want to go get a top-of-the-line pitcher. There he is. Maybe they just wanted to spend on a top-of-the-line pitcher rather than just have one by any means necessary but you would think i guess that's why you have them where you have them on the list isn't it
0: right it's mainly because they haven't been able to seal the deal on free agency um and maybe you know there's rumors of buster posey saying you know free agents don't want to come play for san francisco well what's a way that you don't have to negotiate whether you want to play for san francisco you trade for them uh but they really don't have that strong of a farm system uh they're 18th in the majors um and i don't know they just don't seem in that spot enough where they'd be that aggressive to go make a trade. They they missed out on Judge, they missed right. out on Correa, and they still had a, a pretty quiet offseason in 2022. They miss out on Yamamoto, they miss out on Otani, and even though they did sign uh, the Korean outfielder, uh, they still have had a fairly quiet offseason. I, I don't think that this is going to be a, a big move or a team that makes a big move, but it's, it's possible. I, well, put, the, I put them in the middle of the pack.
2: Yeah, and they were the team that Jeff Passan specifically mentioned as a team that he expects to spend on one of the Boris clients so he made it a point to mention that they he sees them as spenders in free agency not necessarily a team that's looking to make trades Um, and I said this on the Cubs show earlier but you know if your team like the Giants and you are you know don't necessarily want to just concede the division to the Dodgers given what LA has done this offseason then uh, maybe that prompts a shift in strategy and Sean, like you said, we have we don't have as much luck getting guys to come here in, in free agency. So let's let's try to build our team another way. So, um, do they have enough to to make the White Sox say yes? I I don't know that that's necessarily the case, but um, I still think the Giants will see be they'll be active, just maybe not in in this way specifically.
0: Right, and the the Giants don't have a ton of blue chippers, uh, at least according to. Um Fan graphs—they have one player, one pitcher that has a, a future value over fifty-five, which is you know like a a first-year sure major league starter. So not not nothing really to write home about with the
3: uh, San Francisco uh, farm and system. And they have eighteen million outfielders that they need to trade because there's only three spots available. That's true.
0: Uh, they got DH, and hey, maybe Michael Conforto can play first base. We know Johan Moncada can. Uh, let's go to uh, fourteen. Right, uh, I have the Rays it it would be odd if the rays went out and got Dylan Cease, He's affordable. I think. He's affordable. And they have the, the prospect ranking. Of course, ranking. yeah. I, I just it doesn't seem rays like to go out and get a someone who's
1: already done something.
0: Good. Yeah. Their
1: thing is to have have guys who do something and then get rid of them at the absolute correct time. Herb, what is it that you always say?
3: If you're trading with the Rays, you lose. Which Sean (laughs) bristles at because there's been a couple wins, but the Jake Cronenworth thing's not looking that great anymore. So I'm thinking, yeah, you don't want to trade with the Rays. I'm sure Tyler Glass now, they're like, yeah, enjoy that, Dodgers, and pay him money also. He pitched 120 innings. So, yeah, don't mess with the Rays. I'm not messing with them. I
0: I think that they they have the – the prospects They have three bats that have a future value of 55. Um, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the Rays MO, especially like it seems like they would be the team to pick them up for 2024 and then deal them by 2025. Oh yeah. They're not going to sign them. So what's the point? Yes. Yeah, You're only going to have them for two years. Trade them and flip them kind right. of thing. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I mean, they, they have the bats, they have the players, they have the, maybe the will to, to do it, but I just, they don't have the actual. Sarah laughed at you when you said they have the will. <laughs> she doesn't have a mic, so she can't. Wow. I don't know. Sorry, so Sarah. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think they have the, the the real ability to go get Cease. Um, next up at 13 and 12 is the Mets and the Yankees. Um, Mets seem like a little bit more like 2024 is a wait and see year because it's not really sure what they're going to do with Pete Alonso. Senga's been great. Um, and they have the prospect ability to go get Dylan Cease and they have the ability to re-sign him so maybe if they really love Dylan Cease as a player they go acquire Dylan Cease because they've had issues signing Yamamoto uh, some of these bigger players free agent pitchers right that we've seen uh, DeGrom walk. Uh, maybe they think this is an avenue to go get some elite pitching uh, but again they don't really seem hungry enough to move the offseason uh, or make them the the move of the offseason in acquiring cease uh, the Yankees seem a little bit more desperate but they have a worse farm system they're 24th at least according to Fangraphs, graphs uh, with a 112 value uh, that's worse than the Seattle Mariners that's worse than the Giants um, but what The one thing that the Yankees do have is our pitching potential. So maybe if the White Sox are looking for a pitching-heavy
3: prospect uh, return, the Yankees are that team. Look at the bobblehead, man. He ain't going to the Yankees. That beautiful, beautiful mustache. You can, you can mustache. Keep the, mustache. Know, the mustache. I know you can, but you, they, they want him to clean it up a little bit more. I don't think it's very dirty. It's dirty. Is Carl, that dirty? Look that at man? Carlos Rodon's mustache now. Yeah. Well, Nestor Cortez is cleaner
0: now. I don't know. I think Rodon, Cease has a cleaner mustache I than I think Rodin. Cease would be
1: allowed to maintain his current level of stashiness. Would you? Like uh, that No, years? I think, well, it depends on what year it was. Year? This is looking real good for like Slurman. late 80s Steinbrenner, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It's like Don
3: Mattingly. Look this is right a there, real Mattingly vibe, yeah.
1: but I don't know how the, if this would fly in 2024.
3: Yeah, Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, Mattingly, you have to cut your uh, sideburns. I have to get, get rid of those sideburns, <laughs> man he's like just no hair.
0: It, it, Cortez and Cease have a similar <laughs> mustache. Let's see. Yeah, I, th- I think Dylan would be would be fine. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe maybe Dylan has to clean up the lip a little bit more, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's pretty pretty, it's pretty thick. I want to know how they decide
2: how much is too much mustache. Is there does somebody yeah, yeah. come what around is, and measure? Is, well, like
1: George Steimer has been dead for a while, a long time. Like that was his rule. Like. Has those Have those rules changed? No. Is it still the same? No, I mean, like oh. like Jared was saying, oh. like the style, like right. are we still operating under the what George Steinbrenner thought was acceptable in whatever year it was that he passed away? Or has that like evolved to be like, this is what Hal Steinbrenner thinks is, is good in 2024? It'd be, that's a good call. That would be like right. that's one of the more interesting things I could read is like inside the Yankees
2: hair and facial to, hair policy. Yeah. You know How exactly does it work? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't, I don't think there is. a. It's just mustache. I mean, Goose Gossage had a very exaggerated mustache, right? Like, didn't Goose go down? A, Herman Munson famously yeah. had I, a, a I, I don't think that there's West many East. rules. And what, uh, what, uh,
2: Reggie Jackson had a mustache while he was good. on the Yankees. Yeah.
1: Well, how, those
0: are great players. Um. <laughs>
2: well, that's, that was going to be my question, is how good do you have to be in order for them to relax the rules? Yeah. White Sox, like, let's say jo-
1: they made Randy Johnson cut his hair
0: when he yeah. went there. Uh, like, what if Otani
2: had had just had like a huge
0: beard? Would they, you know, if Shohei Otani was Jason Worth, right?
1: Let's he has a Jason so like, Moore style mm, beard. Nope. They made Johnny Damon shave completely. Oh my that's, god. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Caveman, that's true.
0: Yeah. Um, it's true. Oscar Gamble, White Sox legend, was a Yankee and he had a mustache and a little soul patch and mm. the big hair. Right. And th- there was no appearance change sure. there. So sure. I, I don't I, Interesting. I, I don't think we should it's get serious. rid of it altogether. Let's talk about baseball. <laughs>
1: or make it more ridiculous. Like <laughs> <laughs> No, no th- one's allowed to have... Just everybody has to be completely bald.
0: Even, no hair. Even <laughs> eyebrows have to go.
2: Everybody has to have the Roger Maris crew cut. Like, Yeah,
0: yeah they, they, very they, specific. They, they've done studies, and you're faster without hair, so they're yep. trying to gain More every edge possible. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, after um, the Yankees, I got the Phillies, Blue Jays, Braves, and Reds. Um, the Phillies don't really have the prospects, and they don't really have a need for Cease, but it's Dave Dombrowski. So like, if they go aqua- if if Dave Dombrowski makes an aggressive move, I'm not going to be shocked. Well,
1: they were also weren't they surprise uh, suitors for Yamamoto also Phillies, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Mm. Did they did that quickly like bail out though, and, they, and that's why they signed Nola so quickly? No, no, no. Just oh, well, recently. This yeah, is after know. they signed Nola. Yeah, I don't remember, I don't remember that. Um, so maybe the Phillies, uh, they're, they're I put them at 11. Uh at 10 I have the Blue Jays. They obviously missed out on Yamamoto, they missed out on Otani. Um well, and and look what you got here. 13, 12, 11, 10. Those are
1: all teams that missed out on Yamamoto. And it's just like that that's what I think it's what the White Sox were waiting for, right? The White Sox were waiting for, yep. and, and are still waiting because there are guys like Snell and, and, and Montgomery out there. They were waiting for these other names to come off the board. Let's see who's still standing, or, or or yeah, standing, to use a musical chairs analogy. Let's see who's still standing once the music stops on Yamamoto, once the music stops on Nolo, once the music stops on Snell, who has you know yet to sign, obviously, but and then will those teams be desperate for a chair and can we provide it in Dylan Cease and those four teams right there that you listed, they were all reported to be in on Yamamoto. They missed, are they going to pivot to Snell? It is, is Montgomery more of their speed? Are they, when those two guys sign, are some of those going to be left waiting? Obviously at least two of them will be. Um, and are they going to be saying, okay, now we're getting desperate and now we are going to raise our, uh, uh you know, willingness to meet that asking price.
0: It's interesting. Um, especially too because i wonder like what the determination is like with age with the length right you're signing out of as for a long-term uh, agreement yeah, right got a for dozen years five yeah. years uh well yeah he's got an opt-out i think or as early as like 2030 mm-hmm. so even if you're dealing with that i mean it's still longer than how long you'll have cease for um but it's also in concert with the prospect system like do you have the actual ability and want to go get them uh you look at the value of their franchise or of their prospects. Uh, Phillies 152, Blue Jays 123, Braves 106, Reds 150. Uh, all the teams that are in the top seven all have a prospect value system uh, higher than 150. Um, so it's, it's teams with that prospect and also the, the hopes to be better. So let's look at those teams. Well, I would, I would just bring up the Braves too. I think you might have the Braves a little high. Because after, eight, after, nine, getting,
1: after getting Chris Sale... Are they are they looking for starting pitching anymore? I mean, I think they might have made their trade for yep. starting pitching. Yeah. I mean, look, if, if, if you're the White Sox, you're asking for a lot more than just Vaughn Grissom. They oh, certainly yeah. probably could have used him, right. but a lot more than just that. That's all that the Braves had to give up for Chris Sale. Is Chris Sale going to be as good as Dylan Cease? Maybe not. Probably not. But that's all that they had to part with to fill out their rotation with a guy who's Won a world series before is, is, is they they might just be done, yeah. I don't know on don't, that front, at least.
0: I don't hate that. I don't hate to move them down to maybe where uh San Francisco is a little bit, just because again, they don't even have the the prospects to get right. a, a guy like Cease. Um, so that's that's a fair point. Um, maybe they are done after acquiring sale, uh, but also he is cheap and it doesn't seem like the Braves want to go spend money. So if and their window is going to be for the next two years, so maybe they just sell. We'll give you
3: all of our prospects for one player. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at their roster resource, and it's 40 year old Charlie Morton. Often hurt Chris Sale, Ronaldo Lopez? Question mark Their starting rotation is they might weird. Be,
2: they might be a great example of what Winnie uh, Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> what oh bother <laughs> of what Vinny said earlier about a team who looks like their rotation is set right now but come July they may have a need then that they don't have right now yeah. so maybe Atlanta's a, a team to keep an eye on down the road
0: right and two I, I know Jared was bringing up you know what are ways or reasons you, you don't trade cease or uh, you know it, what what are the benefits to keeping cease and having him pitch for the White Sox um, you know, maybe the, the even though the Braves right now are at a bad position prospect wise, they're able to have those prospects are able to have good starts to 2024. And maybe those mm-hmm. the, the view of those prospects change.
1: Well, and one more answer to that question specifically is what Jeff brought up when he in his writing for ESPN, the White Sox asking price reportedly very high right now, right? But guess what? Maybe that looks justified after three months of Dylan Cease pitching like he did in 2022. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just saying that is a possibility. Maybe the idea is that. Some teams are like, man, we saw what he did in 2023. He was fine, but he wasn't that guy from from 2022. Maybe Dylan Cease goes out and is that guy from 2022 in the first half of next season. And all of a sudden, that asking price is a lot more realistic.
0: I get that point. And we had our are the Cincinnati Reds serious threats to acquire Cease uh, about a week ago. Um, about a week ago. Uh, and a ton of Reds fans commented like, "This is stupid. Cease isn't that good." Yada yada yada. Um, Jerry Reinsdorf had that quote from last year. It's like you're you're as uh, good as your dumbest competitors or whatever, right? Like you're like if if teams are looking at Dylan Cease in his 2023 and saying, "Oh, that pitcher. Oh, we don't want him. He's just fine." You have a bad pitching staff. You have bad of ev- uh, talent evaluators. Like. Dylan Cease is a top 10 pitcher. If Tyler Glass now is getting near 30 million AAV, there's no reason why Dylan Cease should not be getting eight more million dollars than Tyler Glass now. Like, if you look at his actual resume, you look at his ability from what he's always shown uh, from a professional level, going from a fifth round pick and dominating basically every level to being so interesting for the Sox to make him a piece of that Quintana trade, riding him out from 16 to 2023, like... He's everything that you want a prospect to be. Like, yeah, he might not have had the, the strongest 2023, but also he had a horrible defense behind him. But I guess my
1: like, point my point is just saying, again, you're not wrong, but yeah. I think the point being is that, like, if he goes out and has a two-and-a-half ERA by the end of June, yeah. all of a sudden right. someone's going to acquire the guy who might win the Cy Young versus right. someone's going to acquire a really good pitcher. You know, like, the the level there – can, he can go even higher, I yeah. guess, is what I'm saying.
3: The, yeah. price, so the, 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 the price will be higher. That, right, but I right. don't
0: even know if the price would be higher because right now we're hearing that the price right. is high. So maybe it just means teams see the value in the price right. being high. Like, that's what right, I mean. Right. I think I, I, what, yeah. But it, it's more of like, the price, teams have, you know, Cease
2: has to prove it, but like. Or the price that seems know. high to other teams right now may not seem so high if he goes out the first few months and right. pitches like that. Then they'll look at him and say, okay, you know what? We didn't want to do this in January, but we'll do this now.
0: Right. And my, I guess my thought is, like, he w- he will do that because <laughs> he's just got all of right. the intangible stuff. Like, he has all of the makeup that you want in a one or two starter for a major league rotation.
3: I know that's not part of the show, but do you think the White Sox are not desperate is the wrong word, but they're wanting to trade seats before the season starts just in case he has another year like 2023 and his value goes down even further. From what they've said, no. Okay. From well, what I'm, they've said, they
1: very much see themselves in the driver's seat here. Mm-hmm. And they don't feel any urgency. They're going to sit and wait for the price that, that they want.
0: I, I just don't see how he would regress. What? what what? Why I mean, he did, did. He did. He, he did <laughs> regress in 2023, but I, I don't think that is like... But it wasn't dramatic enough. Yeah, it wasn't. I I think that his, as we know, his slider wasn't as sharp as it was in 2022. He had one of the worst defenses in all of baseball behind him. And it didn't seem like his fastball was just as sharp as it was in 2022. And I think with, again, the improved pitching staff with Brian Bannister uh, leading the way, I I think that we're going to see just the... The the refining that you need over an offseason, we're going to see Dylan Cease be as effective as he was. Um, Statcast released uh, the stat of swords. Uh, Pitching Ninja uh, has referred to basically check swings uh, at pitches like half-hearted swings as swords. Um, and now Statcast is defining those swings and Does actually please tell me them. that
1: stands for something. No, no. it's a uh, it's a
0: reference it's to you uh, swing weirdly benchwarmers uh, yeah. and. Uh, Rob Schneider says to David Spade, "It's not a sword," mm-hmm. uh, as he's just like,
1: "It's a reference up, to a out. Rob Schneider movie." Yep.
0: Mm. Uh, I feel like uh, we could have done better. That's what we're doing um, <laughs> But yeah. as we can uh, show, uh, Dylan Cease was the leader in 2023 in swords. Uh, second was uh, Spencer Strider. And if you want to, fl- I share this in Slack. I'm sorry, I, I, I'm not sure if I downloaded it. Um Dylan Cease was the leader in swords uh, for all of baseball, and his slider was still the uh, second most effective pitch uh, in getting swords in all of baseball. Strider was at 45, uh, Cease was at 44, and then third was Zach Gallen at 29. So, like, that slider, even though it wasn't, like, the most dominant pitch in baseball as it was in 2022, it was still con- extremely confusing to hitters in 2023, and I, I don't think that we're going to see... Like, if you're asking me what Cease is going to be like in 2024, it's absolutely closer to 2022 than it is 2023. Like, I, I think we'll see that bounce back from an elite athlete. Which is so, probably
2: all the more reason to hold on to him until closer to the trade deadline.
0: Right, unless you get that that high asking price uh, this offseason. Yeah. And here are the teams that I think could – match that high asking price. It's okay. that We don't need the graphic. Uh, go check out Mike Petriello's piece at MLB.com to check out the uh, the the, uh, the the sword stats. Uh, Matt Brash's slider is on there. Ooh, uh, this is an interesting list. At seven, I have the St. Louis Cardinals. I know that they've been active. I know that they got Kyle Gibson, Lance Lynn. Who else did they add? Um, my guy, uh, Sonny Gray. Oh, Sonny Gray, right. I... I do think that this is a team that has been aggressive before in the trade market. They went out and got Nolan Arenado. They went out and got Paul Goldschmidt. I don't think that even though they had a down year in 2023, the St. Louis Cardinals organization is happy with that year. I don't think they're okay with the finish that they just had. It does seem like a team that wants to get better, and maybe they see Dylan Cease as that guy that they acqu- could acquire for a low price now and extend. They were also in on Yamamoto. Maybe that's just because of the Lars new Bar connection, but this could be a guy that the Cardinals even though they're a small, a small market team they do make big moves at times and I think that this could be a calculated big move if they see the value of a 27 year old pitcher at his prime uh, that's controllable for two more years and maybe is a guy that you can extend for the long term I, I think that the Cardinals even though they don't have that great of a, a farm system it's why they're last out of these teams, I do think that they've shown the propensity to be aggressive before.
1: I don't what disagree is, with you in terms of their desire. I think if they saw that opportunity to upgrade that rotation like that, they'd definitely take it. But when, when we get down to this list, when it comes time to splitting hairs on who would be most likely, look for pitching. Look for young pitching in return. I think that's what the White Sox would prefer I think there are some very intriguing position players that the Cardinals have that would make interesting sense if they were able to, you know, um, put it together with some other moves maybe and try to bring in some other pitching. But if Dylan Cease is their one shot at rolling the dice to try to get something that really helps them in the long term from a pitching standpoint, that's, I think, what you should look for.
0: Yeah, and the Cardinals too, I, I maybe pitching would be the thing that the White Sox try to locate and find uh, as the, the top piece, but... I wouldn't be surprised too. again, position players play more games. Maybe that is what they end up looking for just because, you know, a pitcher is going to make 33 starts if, if you're lucky and a, a position player is going to make anywhere from 140 to 155 starts. Like maybe there is more value in, in those bats. And a guy like Mason Wynn uh, would be intriguing enough for the Sox to, to make him a focal point. Uh, sixth, I have the Texas Rangers. Um, they're a team that's obviously been aggressive before making big signings spending a ton of money they have the uh, farm system to do it uh, uh, fifth according to fan graphs there's also the RSN number that we might get to if there's enough time I don't think so Uh, but maybe they miss out on Jordan Montgomery maybe they miss out on Blake Snell it does seem like they are likely going to be aggressive in those markets for those players maybe they miss out on them and I do think that if Texas still wants to be aggressive still wants to be you know cream of the crop defend their title they could be after dylan cease because of their prospect and you know they'd be able to you know be like oh hey we're not spending 100 million dollars on blake snell or jordan montgomery all we have to do is give up that prospect uh uh what's it called that that pay the prospect yeah
2: yeah you look at what they did pitching wise in the past that that didn't really work out (coughs) for them and yet they were they they won in spite of that so I could see them looking at a trade for Dylan Cease as a way of bolstering a rotation that looks like it needs it. You know, yes, we were able to to be successful um, in spite of what happened with DeGrom. Um, But, yeah, they're, I don't know, they've been so much more spenders in the past where this is another thing where it's kind of a shift from what their approach has been um in in recent history so do they they make a trade like this and and mortgage their some of their future players um i think it's it's definitely possible but uh there's yeah there's some other teams up higher on this list that i think make a lot more sense
0: i i i think that really the top two are the only teams that like are actual teams that will get him I, i don't know if i'm wrong with that because even when we look at five four and three uh Boston is a team that says they want to cut salary. Um, apparently, their uh, owners want to make a play for they also own Arsenal, I think, or not? Uh, Arsenal? Um, no, no, they uh, no Liverpool. 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 Yeah, Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, apparently, yeah. they want to play uh, make a play on uh, Kylian Mbappe, uh, which is you know not the Shohei Otani of, of soccer, but close to it. Uh, so you know maybe it's they're going to take a, yeah. a a little bit of that share from the Red Sox and put it towards Liverpool, um, but. They do want young, controllable pitching, and that makes me obviously think, oh, Dylan Cease, you got two years of young, controllable pitching. Uh, He is cheap. Maybe Boston makes a play. I I put them fifth just because I'm not really sold on it outside of the reports uh, of them wanting young, interesting pitching. Fourth is the Diamondbacks. I think if any team's a sleeper team, I think it is the Diamondbacks. They do have the... uh, prospects. They're 10th in baseball. Uh, they do have, obviously, the and, want to get better than the, the Dodgers. And
1: the White Sox know those prospects, too. There you go. and the White They've Sox got know the guy the who is just in charge of developing them. They know those prospects. I think I think your four and three are very interesting on this list. Three. I think. I think the Diamondbacks makes a lot of sense just because, man, have they been aggressive in trying to, it's weird to say, keep up with the Dodgers, even though they're the ones who just swept the Dodgers out of the playoffs and almost won the World Series, but Given what the Dodgers have done this winter, they have—they really deserve a ton of credit for keeping up mm-hmm. because they have brought in new and players that they had last year brought them back. Uh, they're trying to get right back to where they were here in in October, um, and I could see them making a move like that again. The low cost really right. opens the door for the kinds of teams that can be in the mix here, and then I'll let you. Uh, up the north siders but i think that's a really interesting one as well
2: but just yeah real quick to add on with the diamondbacks this is the kind of move they have to make in order to compete with the dodgers because they can't compete with them financially so you have to make smart trades like this in order to be able to do what they've done so i i think arizona is a really intriguing
0: possibility on that list i also think the diamondbacks are kind of sneaky to resign them too because the diamondbacks right. have spent money before i mean they, they were active this offseason they resigned Gurriel. guriel they resigned uh, eduardo rodriguez they also acquired uh you eugenio suarez uh in a trade uh with the mariners but i mean they've spent over 200 million dollars on bumgardner cranky before i mean if they like pitching they've shown the ability to go out and and, and re-sign yeah. them so maybe that's also part of the trade is we're gonna acquire your guy and re-up him. three is the chicago cubs Jared, what the hell have the Cubs been doing this offseason?
2: A whole lot of nothing. Yeah. I'm sure um, they've tried, Jared. They, yes, they, <laughs> they yes, but they have after they kind of shocked the baseball world by getting Craig Council on November 6th, they have done nothing other than a hand, just a dusting of minor league signings. Um, very much feels like there's something big coming whether it's it's, you know, bringing Cody Bellinger back. Um or, or something along those lines because they have some pretty clear needs. And one of those needs is if, if the Cubs want to be contenders in 2024, do they have the rotation to do that? I don't think so because they'd be relying a lot on some younger arms that are very untested. So there are a lot of reasons why the Cubs and the White Sox would line up pretty nicely because the Cubs also have the kind of prospects that the White Sox would want. They've got a good farm system they could, they could really make an intriguing offer um, to the White Sox. And so I could see those two teams lining up nicely, but to my, I don't know that there, there have been any conversations you know, between the two.
1: Oh, sure. And I, but, I mean, if we, are just, if we are just speculating about what that could look like, I mean, these two teams are basically not, not as much with the Cubs because the Cubs were coming off the World Series, but basically in the same spot as they were when the Quintana trade was made. The Cubs, right. the Cubs might be one big piece away from, in this case, jumping to the clear-cut best team in the NL Central and starting to make some noise in on the NL side of the playoff bracket. The White Sox are, here we are again, starting off, uh, uh, even if it's not as long, a rebuilding-like effort. I mean, Cease could be that Quintana piece that gets them a rotation that gets them closer to that. Meanwhile, the Cubs have in the intervening years since that trade has happened, built that farm system right back up, and they've got some guys right at the top of it that could be those future cornerstones for the White Sox, or at least, like you were talking about unproven young pitchers, the White Sox don't care if they're proven or not. They need young pitchers and guys that maybe could be here for a long time. That... It's just it's very interesting. I'm not saying that it would it would have any chance of happening, but it's very interesting because we it was so obvious what the benefits to both sides were back in 2017 when that trade was made, and it seems like it would be so obvious what the benefits of it, both sides would be. This it does time feel around very to. similar, yeah.
2: absolutely. And, and if they're looking, sorry, sorry if they're Go looking, if the White Sox are looking for pitching prospects specifically, there's several names that the Cubs could offer them uh, that would fit that exactly. Your Cade Cade Horton, Ben Brown. Uh, we saw a little bit of Jordan Jordan Wicks in 2023. So the Cubs could come with an offer that's very pitching heavy.
3: And we were talking yesterday, I think, about having a person that you drafted and then having that person be away from you and going back and trying to get them. And Jed Hoyer was part of the group that drafted Dylan Cease. Besides his being the top of the rotation pitcher, that's one of your guys. You scouted him when he's a Georgia uh, high school pitcher, and so you know what the person's made of, and you can see what what you ty- kind of get, so you don't need to you know, guess his personality, guess what type of teammate he is, because you've already had him in your building. You know exactly the type of person he is, so it's uh, comfortable. And if they can get some of those pitchers, man, I'm in. And I've seen only things about Owen Cassie. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Uh, they got him from the Padres and the U Darvis trade. That's one of the lottery picks that is coming up uh, golden. So, yes, I would love to have him, Luke, on the team. Uh, but I don't know if the Cubs and the Cub fans want uh, Owen Cassie to go away. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, well, that's the thing. is, no, no, All of these teams that
0: we've brought up want Dylan Cease but do not want to trade any players for Dylan Cease that's, that's, that's going to that's be a problem always <laughs> the fun thing uh that that's luckily g- general managers do understand to acquire players you do actually have to trade uh players away all right the final two teams not shockingly uh the Baltimore Orioles and Los Angeles Dodgers uh Orioles are kind of in the same land as the Cubs just they won 101 games uh in 2023 the Cubs didn't uh the Orioles really haven't gone out and bolstered a team that just won 101 games. They're not really aggressive on the free agent market. They have the number one prospect system, uh, according to MLB.com. Uh, I think Fangraphs has them at second. So they have a consensus top three prospect ranking and have, I think, for the past three years, uh, have been you know near the top five. It, they have all the motivation in the world because you think that a team that just won 101 games would want to win the World Series. I don't see a reason why the Orioles wouldn't be checking in at every single point for Dylan Cease. It just is, will you pull the trigger? Because they can. They have the ammunition.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I'm just guessing, I would think, hey, we just spent X years. This has been a long process for the Baltimore Orioles, just like Rick Hahn's process was a long one here on the South Side. You know, I'm guessing maybe they could look at their list of prospects and say, hey, I remember what we had to go through to acquire these guys. We're going to make sure that we have the best of them playing at every position on our, on our team. I mean, why are we going to trade our number one prospect when he could be playing for us next year? Why are we going to trade our number two prospect when he could be the guy that is the one to get us to that world series trophy? Now we all know from following baseball and following prospects, that's not always how it works out. And you do have to give something up in order to get something. So it, it makes a lot of sense. Everybody in baseball has pointed to how it makes a lot of sense. Listen, the White Sox are trying to retool with young players. The Orioles need a pitcher. It would seem to be quite the, uh, quite the perfect yeah. marriage. But again, nobody's made a trade for Dylan Cease yet right now, which means that nobody has come to Chris Getz with an offer saying, here you go, here's what you want. Give us Dylan Cease. And he's like, okay, because that has not happened yet. So obviously it's not just the Orioles who are who are thinking that way right now and maybe as we talk all the time about how the White Sox are trying to play this market right about how the White Sox are waiting for this to happen and waiting for that to happen before they make a trade maybe the other side of this equation is waiting for that too we're gonna wait until there's not many folks uh, left who need another starting pitcher and then maybe the White Sox lower their uh asking price a little bit because there's nobody left uh, to take him so uh, it it definitely can go both ways again that's entirely speculation who knows what they're actually thinking over there in Baltimore yeah it's a pairing that makes sense but are the White Sox going to get exactly what they want from what is a ridiculously talented list of of young players
3: Vinny I think we're on the same accord where if you trade Dylan Cease you're going to want young pitchers back in return and Connor brings up the point the only thing that stops the Orioles from trading Cease is the Orioles top guys aren't pitching prospects I think their top pitching prospect is 10th in their um, prospect rankings so they have they're filled up with hitters and position players, but I'm sure that Chris Getz wants a top arm that is going to come back. And they do have people in his course. like It's, it's uh, weighted. The Orioles... Uh, pitchers who are number 10 would be like number 1 or number 2 or 3 in the White Sox system so yes they're not the number 1's they just might be very high in other people's uh, system and some of those guys are ready to pitch in 2024 for a major league team so I don't know what the Orioles are doing like just sitting back and just taking their ALC uh, championship and that's it because you know the Yankees ain't going to stop the Blue Jays are trying to get people better the Rays are always constantly getting better and then the Boston Red Sox are the Boston Red Sox so if you're just going to sit back with all these prospects, they all can't play in the field. So you're going to have to make a move somewhere. And we know the Orioles are not going to go out and spend big money on uh, free agents. So this is their chance to get a pitcher like Dylan Cease and match him with Bradish and match him with. I don't know if they're going to have John Means ready for next year, but, yeah, you know, match them together and have a, a rotation that's uh, good in the AL East. And if you Orioles aren't brave enough, uh, it just seems like the rich get richer.
0: Uh, number one team is the Los Angeles Dodgers, who if they do acquire Dylan Cease for twenty twenty four, their rotation would include Walker Bueller, Dylan Cease, uh, Tyler Glass, now uh, Yamamoto. Yamamoto, right, and then uh, like some guy named Bobby Miller, I yeah. think, um, just a regular guy, yeah, just just some <laughs> just regular walked guy. in from the uh, who walked th- in from the street, think had like a two fifty ERA last year. Um, and the then
1: Otani's coming just, back yeah, to the rotation yeah, right. and that, the following year.
0: Then Walker Buehler leaves and Otani comes in. <laughs> the one thing that I find funny about the number one team is we know that Chris Getz liked, um, I was going to say Nick Nostrini. Pepio. Pepio. Uh, Nick Nostrini's on the White Sox. He is. Uh, Pepio. They, they liked Pepio and they thought that if the Dodgers would make a move for Cease, Pepio would be included. He is now a Tampa Bay Ray. So maybe the Rays look to acquire Dylan Cease with Brian Pepio. But I, I, I think it's it's not clear enough that there is a team that is going to go out and acquire Dylan Cease. I think he's a White Sox come opening day, March 28th, I 2024.
2: I agree. That's why I think I go back to that this trade market maybe really, really heats up come July. Um, given what's happened this offseason, I do, I I think it's... He's, he's going to be on the White Sox when the season opens. They are going to bank on he has a hot start. And then somebody, one of those teams who's wrote, like we've said a couple of times now, whose rotation looks really solid in January is, is going to have a need. Um, or if nothing else, they're going to want to add some depth because maybe the need isn't there in July. But they're smart and they know we can't guarantee that all these guys are going to stay healthy and. August, September, October. So why not go get Dylan Cease? Um, that's why I think it's he's a trade deadline move, in my
0: opinion. Yeah, well, and we'll wait and see. I mean, that's all we can do uh, from now uh, for the next 41 days until pitchers and catchers report, and the next 85 days until opening day happens. And Vinny, you brought up too. Uh, you know, having the number one prospect uh, ranking doesn't mean anything. Uh, it doesn't promise you a World Series. And I remember ESPN uh, released a piece before the pandemic. January third, twenty twenty. It's from uh, Bradford Doolittle, and best record by team in a season. What team did he have predicted to have the best record in a in a, in a season from twenty twenty to twenty nine? Uh, in this
1: decade, okay. Um, I'm guessing it was the White
0: Sox, the Chicago White Sox. Oh, Thank you, Vinny. God, the twenty twenty three context sh- clues, fellas. Come on. The twenty twenty three Chicago White Sox were projected in twenty twenty obviously to have a record of one twelve and fifty.
3: Wow, and then the
0: pandemic. And they At some point. And they didn't. At, At some point, no, or just in like 20, average. He, in no, that like, year, like if he was predicting the, the the decade, and it says best record by team in oh. a season. So that he was predicting the best singular season over be, this 10, 10 years yes, span yeah. from oh. the twenty twenty three White Sox, who would have finished one twelve and fifty. And as we know, they did not do that. Correct. Well, they haven't yet. Decade's not over. No, but it it says he was predicting it for 2023. Uh, So instead of going 112 and 50, they went (laughs) 61. They did almost the opposite. Right. (laughs) Uh, Fun. Uh, And he had, for the worst record by team in a season, the 2024 Chicago Cubs. At fifty-seven and one hundred and seven, or fifty-five and one hundred and seven. So, uh, hey, if they don't go a good pitcher, they might say get. It, it, yeah, maybe their current roster might. If they don't acquire Bellinger or a pitcher, uh, they they might go fifty-five and one hundred and seven, or whatever that was. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for the CHGO White Sox podcast. We got to thank uh, our live audience, uh, Mister Duber, for watching. We got to thank our producer Sarah uh, for helping out. We got to thank Vinny Duber, our CHGO White Sox beat writer. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. You got. got to thank uh, Jared uh, Willis for joining us, uh, and he was on the CHGO Cubs show there today you can follow him at Jay willis uh on uh, twitter uh wise instead of eyes and that's herb lawrence you can follow him at ecknerwall 23s or chgo white Sox community leader i'm sean anderson you can follow me at sean underscore w underscore anderson and diehards make sure you get in your mailbag questions for tomorrow uh we have two uh that were for today but we'll just save them for tomorrow and then uh jared even snuck one in at 328 right before the buzzer uh, so we'll get that in and we'll talk uh, a little bit more about dylan Cease tomorrow at 330 here on the chgo sports YouTube channel. Goodbye.